podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom! The boys are back and kind of in a uh, emergency type podcast. I, I, I was working trying to get some folks on from K State's schedule, um, and I think we're still going going to have that in the month of July. But it wasn't in the cards tonight. But uh, sure enough, uh, a massive bombshell just cratering in the college football and really college sports world and I thought why not I'll come on here and kind of do a emergency podcast because everyone else has been doing it today this will drop uh, you know uh, Friday morning again it's before a holiday weekend but you know what I'm addicted to this podcasting game and I was going to try to put out a show every day in the month of July. So we'll see if, or at least a weekday in the month of July. So we'll see if I can do that. A lot more will be coming out in the coming days. I'm sure this will be a topic that we touch on throughout the entire month of July and the month of August. So uh, I'm, I'm sure my thoughts will evolve on this as a whole. But before we do, remember... We will be going live Wednesday on ColorCast at 7 p.m. in God's time zone. Uh, That'll be the day after Avery Johnson's announcement. Um, And again, I I think uh, some of the drama for that is gone because Washington picked up a quarterback. It sounds like Oregon has their quarterback. So we know it's going to be Avery Johnson to K-State. We've known it for a while, but it will become official 3 p.m., on CBS Sports HQ. So if you have time Wednesday, make sure to watch that. But we'll be going live 7 p.m. to talk about that. We'll be talking about realignment. And we'll be talking about some more, uh, you know, college decisions. Uh, Donovan McIntosh announcing today, Friday, as you guys are listening to this as well. Hopefully another big recruiting win for K-State. But let's talk about the realignment news um, you know, it, it's the Big Ten getting in the game, and I think we all expected them to get up to 16. And this isn't completely out of left field, but again, it wasn't the doomsday scenario uh, Big 12 fans probably thought. And it did catch a lot of folks seemingly uh, off guard in the college sports world. Uh, this is very reminiscent of the Oklahoma and Texas news from just 11 months ago, and that is uh, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, effective the 2024-25 football season. So again, they're going to move before Oklahoma and Texas do. And this is an absolute bombshell. Again, the ever-changing landscape of college sports is continuing to get another shakeup. When you first see this news come across, um, it is surprise, it is shock, it is 
um, at least from my perspective, almost like a little bit of a relief because, okay, it isn't the Big 12 getting ransacked. Now, there will be ripples that are felt across the entire landscape of college football. I'm sure the Big 12 will feel these, feel something come and hit them, come and bite them, or maybe they're going to be on the front foot. I'm not entirely sure yet, but this is the beginning of the end of regionalized conferences. And, and we've already seen that, but this is the first time the Pac-12 has been poached. Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever, have been poached because they did have this big barrier based on geography. And this move by... The Big Ten basically said, okay, geography no longer matters, and it's not even close to mattering. Now, we've already seen, you know, Missouri joining the SEC, not very close regionally, but still, okay, they border Arkansas. We've seen Rutgers and even Penn State join up with the Big Ten with no bordering stuff. Um, Maryland, it, it is had started to go out the window, but this is insane, Rutgers is closer to the capital of Iceland than it is Los Angeles. You know, it it is completely gone. Um, The idea of the alliance completely dead. Of course, that was always a joke. And now the Pac-12 is scrambling. Um, There are some members of the Pac-12 media mafia. There are some Pac-12 fans I do not feel sorry for. But, you know, the, the random, like the version of me who's a Washington State fan, uh, it's a devastating day because there is now a cloud of uncertainty over the Pac-12 and what their future is going to be right before a TV contract comes up. They already knew they were going to be behind the eight ball and probably the fifth out of five power conferences when it comes to TV money. They've been there the this entire time. And they've just been, you know, held up by geography and this fake uh, sense of superiority when it comes to academics and history and non-revenue sports. So while I'm not going to dance on the grave of the Pac-12, but you can't help but think, okay, you guys have brought nothing to the sports landscape for this long. You've been protected by geography and this weird sense of uh, academic standing. It was a house of cards that just fell in on each other. Now, what what happens in the future? USC, UCLA in the 2024 football season, that academic year, they will begin competing in the Big Ten. If you're having me look into the future and try to figure out what else is going to happen, I think you're going to see Washington and Oregon join in that same time frame. I think you're going to see the... Big 10 get up to 18 teams and they may be the first to go to 20. I think there's a very real chance. And again, you have to read the tea leaves out there. And I know some of our listeners don't have Twitter, but a few hours after this happened, the idea that Notre Dame would be joining them started gaining a lot of traction. The whole idea of Notre Dame was during the entire ACC grant of rights deal which still goes another 14 years, 
if they joined a conference, it had to be the ACC and there was no way out of it. Well, that's not true. They'd have to pay a small exit fee and a grant of rights penalty for all sports except for football, which for them, that's going to end up being less than a $50 million payout. So I think that gets them up to 19. And then the question becomes, do they make a move on another Pac-12 school? Do they stay at 19? Because if you guys recall, they went a long time with 11. But I think that is going to be it. I think those are 19 schools. And the rumor is Fox is going to pay for those 19 schools over a mil- $100 million a year. Over $100 million a year. Now, there's going to be KU fans. There's going to be Iowa State fans uh, that are going to be twerking for the Big Ten thinking, oh, you know, we can be that 20th member. Oh, we could be the 18th member. All this type of stuff. You have to remember that to get that value, you have to be worth $100 million to Fox. There is no way in hell KU or Iowa State or any team in the Big Ten or Big 12 is worth that much money to Fox. It's not. There's no chance. So while I, I think eventually the Big Ten is going to try to get up to 20 teams, I don't know who Team 20 is, but, you know, 17 through 19, it's pretty obvious. I think ultimately the SEC is going to hold Pack at 16 until the ACC grant of rights deal in about 14 years comes to a close. I think that is when you see the Big Ten and SEC go to town on the ACC and come up with their 24 team conferences, 22 team conferences. I don't know how big they're going to go. But I think that they are angling not to break away from the NCAA or pull away or have super conferences. They're trying to become the AFC and the NFC of college football. They're trying to professionalize college football. These two contract or conferences and the TV contracts and media entities behind them. Now, we'll have plenty of time over the probably remainder of the life of this podcast to talk about how much that sucks. Because it does. It 100% sucks. But that's the way it's going. And the drive for money in the professionalization of these athletic departments and these television companies trying to monopolize and ultimately expand their ratings while killing off the products they don't want really sucks for the game of college football. They're betting on the ability to isolate, ignore, and basically relegate large segments of the population and hope that they can build 48 to 50 college football brands and have that make up for the isolation and disinterest for other parts of the country. Who knows if that's going to end up being the smart play or not, but that's the way it's going. That's the way it's going. 
I, for one, I it's not going to stop me from enjoying K-State football, basketball. It's not going to stop me from enjoying the new Big 12, which I am so excited for. I watch MAC football on Tuesday nights in November. I'm watching the Sun Belt. I'm watching Arkansas State versus Coastal Carolina on Tuesday nights in October. College football can still be what the individual wants it to be no matter how much they're trying to take it away. And that's what they're banking on. You know, they're banking on trying to migrate you guys from watching a Texas Tech-Oklahoma State game to watching Ohio State versus UCLA. And maybe it works. I don't know. But I know I'm going to enjoy the Big 12. And even in the biggest doomsday scenario, I do think we're going to have 10 plus years before we get to that point. I do. So now the question for K-State fans, for Big 12 fans is, okay, what do you do here? Do you try to get aggressive? Do you try to deliver that death blow to the Pac-12, which they failed to do to the Big 12 twice? You know, I... I was talking to someone uh, who covers K-State sports and covers the Big 12, and I said, man, how different things might be if it was USC and UCLA who got poached before OU and Texas. And again, if if folks listen, I have my conspiracy theory that if Texas A&M didn't try to stop it by leaking it out to the media, that might have been the case. You might have seen a totally different expansion plan instead of, you know, Cincinnati... UCF, BYU, and Houston. They need to be thanking their lucky stars. This didn't happen before because they would not be in here. You And West Virginia probably has to be pretty happy because, hey, they got a few teams at least in their Eastern time zone. Because I think in an ideal world, you would have been able to take Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, and boom, you're up to 12 instead of the four you got. Now the question is, do you go up to 16? Do you try to deliver that death blow and relegate Washington State and Oregon State to the Mountain West? You know, I have no idea what Cal and Stanford are going to do. I have no idea. But do you go up to 16 by taking Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah and have, what, that would be five teams in the... Mountain time zone, four teams in the Eastern time zone, or is it three? It would be three in the Eastern time zone, and then eight teams in the Central time zone. I think that that would be a very attractive TV proposition. You could have, what, during a regular conference slate, you have eight, eight games in a conference slate. You could have a Thursday game, a Friday game. You could have an 11 a.m., a uh, 2 o'clock, a 6 o'clock, and an 8 o'clock game, and then you double up in two windows, that would give a lot of inventory of live sports. And it would be a fun conference. It would be a competitive conference. Does the new conference leadership want to go for that? Does Rock Nation want to go for that death blow? 
Is it worth adding just in the dollars and cents realm? Is it worth? Is it going to add value to the next Big 12 contract by adding Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado? I don't know if it makes dollars and cents sense. It would cement yourself with zero competition to being the quote-unquote power four. And I 100% believe that would be better than the ACC. But would it make sense dollars and cents wise? You know, is that something that leadership has the appetite for? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I will say this. I don't want some Frankenstein conference um, where you then combine. I don't think Cal and Stanford would go for that. I think that there's a very real chance you might see them go independent in football and try to cobble together some sort of West Coast conference of intellectuals uh, for their other sports. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. But I don't want I don't want to go up to eighteen and include Oregon State and Washington State. You know, I don't I, I don't think they're going to add, you know, Memphis or you you know, South Florida or Tulane or anything like that and go to the pods. I think you would see a three five five scheduling model, very similar to what we've been championing here with the protected rivalries, um, but basically mimic what the ACC is doing with their three four four, or three five five. Excuse me, we, we'd have a three six six model. Um, so it's doable. It's doable. Um, you know, and that that'd be a fun sixteen team conference. You'd have some fun road trips. You would have the holy war in your conference. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens. Again, uh, Brett McMurphy was the first one to have a report talking about will the Big 12 go after Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, I haven't seen it out there a lot, but you, you got to think that if nothing else, if nothing else, that is the ultimate kind of defense mechanism for the next 10 years where you can lock in and say, all right, here's the big 16. We have 10 years to do this. Let's have fun and and see what we can get done. Because ultimately, I I stand by it. I think when the ACC grant of rights is up, it's, it's going to turn into a feeding frenzy on them by the SEC and the Big Ten. So... Those are my thoughts. I would love to hear anything you guys have to say. Do you want to add those four teams? Do you want to go up to 16? Um, what were your reactions when the news dropped of USC, UCLA? Um, let me know. Let me know. Um, we got a holiday weekend, but I will have a show dropping for you on Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We'll see if we'll get to Friday. We'll see if we can get through that first week of all five, or maybe I'll kind of temper expectations and draw it down but we're going to have more Bosco's Boys content than you guys have ever had and again I'm going to end with this you know there is a version of you who is a Washington State fan Oregon State fan um there there are a lot of folks who are very worried right now um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you what you should and shouldn't do on Twitter you know I got my jokes off 
But I remember how I felt 11 months ago, almost 11 months to the day. Um, It's a scary time for those fans. So uh, let's see what happens. Um, Try try not to dance on graves too hard. Um, Because, again, it it was us 11 months ago. And, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now, it could be us again. Um, but we lived through it three three different times. I think the Washington State, Oregon State fans, Colorado, all these fans, they'll get through it as well. But it will be something to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll we'll be talking about it because it does affect the Big Twelve all off season long. Again, you know this dropped at the end of July last year, dropping at the end of June this year. We'll be talking about it all through July, all through August, and I'm sure next off season as well. We love you guys. Enjoy your holiday weekend, Um, especially in a time where I know tensions are very high in the country. I know I love being in this country. I'm very proud of this country because even at its worst, I do think this is the greatest place in America to live. Um, So be safe. Celebrate Independence Day. And you know what? Get some jokes off on the Brits. Kind of warm up for the World Cup here in a few months. Uh, get your jokes off at them because they're an insufferable group of people. And we should make fun of the British whenever we can. We love you guys. Uh, keep your eyes out. Again, big recruiting next five days. Big shows coming up. We're going live Wednesday, 7 p.m. on ColorCast. We're going to be able to talk Avery Johnson, conference realignment, And who knows, maybe Jerome Tang has something up his sleeves. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.
Social Podcast Network.